And hello, everybody. Welcome to the CC and JT Amateur Hour. The, over across the table from me is CC. And across from me is JT. And if you're paying attention to us on social media, this is our second or third try at getting this podcast out because we were having some technical issues. Production uh, values. Yeah, so we're going to try and do this and try and get it right this time. We'll try to get it finessed. I don't think it was wrong before. We were just having some technical issues. It's been an eventful week here at the worldwide headquarters of the CC and JT Amateur Hour, which, by the way, I should explain very quickly. We are two boomers who have been reading and writing for much of our lives. And what we want to do is, uh, with this podcast is we want to reach out to our fellow independent self-published writers and say, hey, these are the lessons that we've learned. We may not be particularly successful, but maybe by listening to us, at least you, maybe you can find some ways or some means to not do what we're doing and become successful. I or you can take some of our suggestions maybe to help improve yours, or you can give us suggestions to improve ours or anything. You know, feedback is great. Feedback makes us better. Yeah. And by the way, we mentioned this in our first take, but today is Sunday, February 20th, 2022. So lots of do's. Twos. Do's. Deuces wild. Deuces wild, yes. Deuces wild, okay. So uh, we're going to go ahead and cut through this uh, and just say what we're here for. We're here because of the money. Money, 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 money. Money makes money. the world go around, the money, world go money, around, the money, world go money. around. And I guess the basic question is, is what is the difference between an amateur hour and a professional hour? And we'll let you know when we figure that out. But then again, what is the difference between uh, an amateur self-published writer who you know does this as you know sort of on a whim and says hey you know what i'll put together 25 30 50 000 words slaps it in slaps a cover on it that you know uncle joe did for them and then sticks it out on amazon versus a self-published professional writer who spends serious bucks to get the same product out there and for lack of a better you know phrase watch it go watch it drop into the ocean like a pebble like disappear. the heart of the ocean in Titanic. Yeah. Okay. Just disappears into the dark. Damn. No, I think you can be a professional without putting a lot of money into it, but actually putting money into it helps increase your professionalism, maybe. You can be professional. You can spend a lot of your own time and effort on creating a quality product, but sometimes you have to put out a little extra cash to get editing services, book covers, etc., and we're going to talk a little bit about that, but there's also another reason why to spend the money. And I think that's the reason why we spend the money is for peace of mind. Because we want to say, be able to put something out in public because we are revealing this part of ourselves. We're putting ourselves out in public. We're saying, hey, this is us. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is what we represent. And so we want to, of course, um, you know, it's like going to a job interview. We want to put our best product forward, that being us. So we got to spend money. And even when you go to a job interview, hey, you're going to put take your clothes to the cleaners. You're going to spend money on clothes. You're going to do your research on, you know, the position that you're interviewing for, the job that you're interviewing for. You're going to spend time and money to get yourself ready for that interview to, be, to make yourself the most professional person that you can be in writing. In our view, we do sort of the same thing. We want to put a professional product out there that sells ourselves and says, this is who we are. But sometimes I wonder if we just go a little bit overboard. So I'm going to talk about what happened this week. This week is sort of a compressed picture of the money that we spent because it just uh, it, just through a random series of events, everything came together. And so this week was all about spending money on our night job. 
Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, so we'll go ahead and we'll go back to a week ago. We'll start off with Sunday when we actually did our first podcast with professional equipment. So actually, we spent money before this week because yeah. we upgraded our equipment a little bit. And we upgraded our equipment. When, before, what we had is we had the laptop, the snowball, and our smiles. Not that that was bad. Or grimaces. Grimaces. And when listening to some of the podcasts that we've done in the past, I sort of kind of cringe because, you know, maybe production values, there's, you know, that's maybe there's a word, maybe that's what the word actually means, value. Ugh. So we went ahead and we got ourselves a decent sound mixer that, uh, and we got microphones. We we got uh, what are these things called again? It's a I think it's a sound dampener. It's sound the dampeners, egg crate type of egg crates. Yes. We got a partition between CC CC and me, so we don't feed into each other's microphones that much. Our dining room table has basically been turned into a podcast studio, and uh, from listening to the podcast that we've done since then, the the sound is better, the quality is better. So, yay, win for us. Uh, maybe not so much for our previous podcast, but never mind. Well, but, it's a learning process. Yep. We can consider that time that we took to learn how we wanted to present ourselves. Right. And so we did the podcast. So that was the, you know, the first of those expenditures. And yeah, it, was, it was not cheap. The sound mixer, that was not especially cheap. It's a Focusrite, uh, you know, dual. I think it's called a 2i2. And uh, we wanted to get the industry standard because uh, we were doing our research, or I was doing my research, and we found that this was the, the tool of choice for many podcasters, especially low, you know, podcasters who don't want to spend super amount of money. So that was, that was Sunday. Monday was Valentine's Day. Spent money. And it was a beautiful day, very uh, romantic, a lot of surprises. JT was home. I was at the day job, and... Uh, a lot of flowers, a lot of surprises, a lot of money spent, which I very much appreciated. You went above and beyond, so thank you very much. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Tuesday was, uh, I launched my Patreon, and I put out a, a public podcast, and I put out a public post, written post for folks that didn't want to listen to the short podcast, explaining why I went to Patreon, and I'm not going to do that again, because I think I've explained it like three or four times. Right. Just, but, but very quickly, just want to say this is another way to try and reach an audience, and uh, through a book that I'm going to publish, and I'm going to talk about that here in a second, so. And uh, that would be a little added value for the listeners and for, or readers. And or readers. On Wednesday, we renewed our WordPress website. That was not cheap. And... There's a valid question as to why are we spending so much money, ugh, so much money, on a web, excuse me, a WordPress website when there are you know cheaper and free alternatives. And again, you know we want to put forward a professional product. We want to put forward a professional presence, but also with WordPress being another industry standard, then we don't have to worry so much about you know maintenance, overhead, and things like that that we would have to worry about. And of course, it's ad-free. It's the only ad is our own ads ourselves, so we don't have right. to deal with the, ad, the the ads that sometimes get slipped in there that may or may not agree. We may not agree with. So we want to be careful about that too. It gives us a gr far uh, far greater control than the free websites. That's a good point. And it also is uh, somewhat template driven so that it gives us a foundation to work from. And we're going to probably do a redesign on the web on our WordPress website here relatively soon because you know as uh, a marketer will tell you the product should be changed up refreshed and so folks you know, so folks see something new every once in a while. 
and you will be adding our social media to the website when you do the refresh. So we'll have links to your Twitter, my Twitter, which I don't use, and Instagram. Right. We need to get that stuff out there so people can see us for who we are. And that's, again, where we keep repeating our, you know, we're trying to present an image here that we feel is actually authentic. You know, we're not... Uh, we're not perhaps like some folks, you know, that try to, to make up a persona, you know, a public persona for good or bad. You know, that's that's the way they flow. Not us. We don't play games. What you see is what you get. What you hear is what you get. So so we did the WordPress on Wednesday. Thursday, I queued up my latest manuscript with a professional editor. This is the sequel to Love and Death on I-80 West. And I sent it off to a professional editor. And I think of all of the expenses that I think is the absolute essential, and I mentioned this in the past, I think a professional editor is the most essential. Now, others may not agree because they have their own way of doing business. Maybe they have a beta writer's group, or perhaps they have confidence in their own editing skills, or maybe they're like you and me. They have a soulmate, a partner that they can rely on to do that editing. We've tried that and had mixed results. Right. And I actually put a book out there, which I actually took down because of those mixed results, because I was not really pleased with that final product. And I think that to do justice by your readers, a professional editing job is essential. Now, I, I agree that there's pushback on that. I agree that folks have mixed mixed messages on that. But the flip side of that is, again, I want some peace of mind. And again, I want something that that goes along with the contract that I'm establishing between the reader and myself. And getting the uh, fresh set of eyes never hurts. Never hurts. So that was Thursday. And then yesterday, I picked out my book cover for the sequel. I'm not going to tell you what the, uh, the title or the book cover. I'm not going to tell you what the title is. I'm not going to show you what the book cover is because those are marketing tools that I can use to build up to uh, the release. But and, and um, I'm not going to go into details about how I picked my book cover because kudos or not kudos but uh it's out there <laughs> it's out there on patreon no kudos I went to through you. the process i put i did a podcast specifically on book covers and so it's a good one you were you listened to it i did listen to it i enjoyed it i think it laid things out very well and it's a good thing to especially if you're new at the process and you use 99 designs if you're not familiar with that i think you definitely should go out and give it a listen and uh you'll probably learn a few things I hope so. And that is actually the mission, our mission of our website, our podcast, everything is hopefully that people will listen to us and learn things. Right. Maybe even learn from our mistakes or reinforce what they're doing or something like that. So that was my week of annual leave, you know, where I took basically, I compressed a whole lot of things that usually are spread out over months, maybe weeks, months, whatever. Just, you know, got them all out of the way. Yeah, that's not a way to do it, but maybe a better way to say that I, t- I tacked them, you know, got them done. Got the process rolling, and hopefully later this year, you know, we'll get that going. The book will be released on Patreon, chapter at a time. So if you are in, if you are into that kind of thing, I encourage you to go to Patreon. But not only am I going to be do, using Patreon to release the book, but I'm also going to be using it to describe processes and stuff like that, which will be, uh, which will be available to subscribers. And it will be. A little bit of a deep dive into your mind and your writing process so that people who are interested in that kind of thing, oh and you're boy. giving me a look. People who are interested in my mind. Oh <laughs> my God, you poor, 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 poor well, people. Well, I think in general, people are interested in the writing process or in any creative process because some people don't feel they're creative. I work with someone who 
insists that she is not creative. And she's fascinated if I mention anything related to my creativity. So I'm that's kind of what I'm going for is that maybe not you in particular, but maybe because you do have a very interesting mind, at least in my opinion. Well, one would hope so after 40 <laughs> years. But you, that's, but you bring up a point in a way that people, are, you know, especially budding writers, you know, even as established writers, we're always asking the question, where do you get your ideas? And that actually is going to be my next Patreon podcast is where do we get our ideas? Because I've done some research and I've, I'll pull that research in and talk about that in the podcast. Where do people get their ideas when to write a book? It's, you know, it's, where do you find that, you know, dimension of, you know, either deviance or imagination or whatever you want to call it and translate that into words on a, on a screen or on a piece of paper? I myself find the process fascinating. And I hope through this podcast, I can actually learn a little bit how I do it because sometimes it's a mystery to me too. So that would help you maybe streamline your processes to improve your writing. Yeah, I hope so. So we talked about the monetization of you know putting together a book putting together a website putting being and being an amateur slash professional writer what we call our second job right because and i i think that i think that this is a, a second job i think it is a night job we have the day job we have the night job the day job supports the night job or as i've said in the past during the day we're bruce wayne during the night we're during the night we're batman this is true. So are we Bruce Wayne pretending to be Batman? Or are we Batman pretending to be Bruce Wayne? The, the, inev- the always the interesting question when it comes the to chicken being an or indep- the egg. independent writer, right? The chicken or the egg question, which yeah, came I like first? Yeah, that's, I like that. No, I know what you mean. I'm just saying that, you know, it's that endless conundrum of where does one start? Yeah, where does one start? What what is where is that line, or is there a line? I right. know, for instance, at my day job, I very rarely talk about my night job my job right and obviously here i'm not going to talk about my day job because i want to keep the two separate yes as much as possible whereas people in your workplace they know that you you have a podcast and you have a website so you know it's so it varies from from time to time and i think we've gotten a little bit away from the monetization right but you did mention that our day jobs help to support our night jobs and hopefully in the process of the next few years as we're thinking about retirement from our day jobs, we can earn enough at our night job to help make up some of that difference. So the question then inevitably comes is, why are you guys spending so much money? And we kind of alluded to it before that we want to be able to present ourselves out in the public in a positive professional way. Is that rationalization though? Are we making up a reason to make ourselves feel better? Then, you know, there's also the argument that, you know, when you know, I've talked about this being on our deathbed, God, I wish I didn't spend that thousand dollars to create the create a book because creating a book probably costs between editing and book covers and the time spent probably comes out about a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars, which we may never, ever see again. So, but the question is, you know, are we going to be on our deathbeds and say, I wish we hadn't spent that thousand dollars and Probably not. No, I don't think so. I think money is probably one of the last things we would think about. It's more about the satisfaction of having created something and maybe shared something enjoyable with other people. And there's the there's also the fact is that I don't think we've spent enough money to add up to a Harley Davidson. Not yet. We'll not, see. We're getting close though. But my point being is, some people spend money on their Harley Davidsons, and you know, and that's how they express themselves in public, how they express their, their you know 
their enjoyment, their hobby. Right. You know, some people, you know, ski whenever they can. Some people, so so is writing a hobby or is it a, is it a job? I tend to think it's more towards a job, but there's a good value. There's a good argument saying that this is our hobby too. But True. We do have pennies coming in. So. Well, and you think about anybody who creates anything, photographers, uh, painters, people who do crafty things on Etsy. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much of the supply budget do they earn back? And it, when you look at something on Etsy, for example, and you see how much it costs, maybe it costs more than something that you go see mass produced in the store. You're, you have to consider the fact that the person has put a lot of time and effort into the, creating that product and purchasing the supplies for it. We, our supplies are limited because, you know, once we get the equipment that we need, it's not like we need reams of paper anymore. Whereas we used to use the reams of paper and you stick it in the mail and you had to pay for postage. And so that aspect of it has changed a little bit. But the the equipment that we do need, the supplies that we do need tend to be a little bit more expensive. And they're one-time expenses too, yes. for the most part. For... Now, of course, there are subscription services like WordPress. And, you know, we'll right. be paying for those for every year. Uh, one that we would probably would be paying for every, we would probably get if we weren't writers is uh, Office Suite. True. Which we use for, you know, we use for writing because Word Everybody uses Word, and our editors actually require Word. They don't. They won't work from Google Docs. Right. So Word is also an, is an expense that we we have to pay for as a, on a recurring basis if we so choose, or we could do a one time expense. Another. That's another discussion. Well, there's the now it's kind of the Office 365 annual subscription, and that's a whole rant I could go off on. But it was at one time you bought the software for Office. Mm-hmm. Now it's all based in the cloud, so it's it's gone from a one-time expense, you know, which you upgraded when they upgraded the software to it's a constant expense. So so let's talk about those expenses. Let's just quickly summarize it. So we're talking about the website. We're talking about the, you know, we're, with WordPress, you know, there comes Anchor, which is our, you know, choice of, our choice of podcast sites. There's other subscriptions such as, you know, what other subscriptions do we have to do? I'm what else are we doing? Now I've completely drawn a blank because I was thinking about some people use Scrivener and things like that. And those may also be a subscription, but we don't use that one in particular. We do. I I feel like we do have more annual expenses. I just can't think of what they are right now. But the flip side of that is we have the one-time expenses such as computers equipment and the podcast equipment. Whereas once we buy them once, we don't have to buy them again for years, which is so. Hopefully. Hopefully. Whereas other folks with hobbies using the stereotypical Harley Davidson, you know, there's that constant upkeep to maintain that hobby. So if we were talking about just pure expenses in the way of a hobby, writing is probably, compared to many, many hobbies, it's probably the low-key ones. The cost is brain. Oh, my God, you know, mm-hmm. doing the brain and also having, having that uh, emotional strength. Right. The emotional strength to write because going through all those hoops, I love my stuff, I hate my stuff, I love my stuff, I hate my stuff. This is never going to get published. Okay, maybe I will publish it. Oh my God, what did I publish? Right. You know, so there's that emotional thing too that may or may not come with. Maybe maybe we should have gotten just a Harley and just, you know, moved on. No, I think every writer has the same thought process. We all hate our writing at some point. So I follow other writers who say pretty much the same thing that I'm thinking, where the you wonder why the heck you ever wrote anything because you're the worst writer ever. You can't put two words together. You can't create a decent sentence. Your grammar sucks. Your spelling sucks. What word was that? 
no, that's not the right word. There's just so much mental labor that goes into it, along with the financial expense. You've got the mental expense. Writing isn't for wimps, folks. No. Writing is not for wimps. And if you, we need to say this out loud, if you do have a book out there, or Congratulations. if you have a hundred bo- hundred books out there, well done you. Nicely done. I mean, it's like we empathize with everything that you went through. And if for those that listen who think, eh, writing's nothing, I'll just write something, you know, put it out there, boom, done. I don't have to worry about it. Time to move on to the next one. Oh, my God. If you Are can you- actually do that, congratulations even more because, wow. <laughs> yeah, because writing is an investment, not only in a financial investment, it's an emotional investment. You're putting a piece of yourself way out there for the public. And once it's out there, it's out there forever. Yes. Okay, so we talked we talked about, you know, the emotional and the financial investment of being a writer. And maybe in the big picture, the financial investment, maybe not as dramatic as we like to think it is, though it isn't cheap. It's the emotional investment that sometimes is a little bit more. And again, anybody that's done this and gone through with us with us, we certainly respect you. Is there anything else we want to you know, do as a wrap up on that? No, I think we've covered everything. We talked about our basic expenses and why we feel it's appropriate to spend this money on what we do. And we don't really see a lot of financial reward for it at the moment. We may never. Um, one thing I believe we think about self-published authors versus traditionally published authors and maybe that self-published authors have to put more time and money into marketing into the support services that we talked about but then you think that traditional publishers everything is covered by the publisher and that's not always the case in a the situation of a Stephen King maybe you know they're going to throw all their resources at Stephen King because they know he makes money for them but most Traditionally published authors who are at the lower level, who aren't known, who aren't a household name, they have to go out and market themselves. You know, they still they still have to put a lot of time and effort and money into the work, even though the publisher is footing some of the, the money that we may be expending to self-publish. Very good points. Excellent points. And I think that pretty much winds everything up. I think that mm-hmm. we've come to the end of this. Next week, we're going to be talking about what are we going to talk about next week? We're going to talk about intellectual property. Is that what we're going to try? I think so. I think I, along with the money aspect of the publishing industry, there's also the aspect of who owns the intellectual property. Obviously, when, while it's in your head, you own it. Right. Nobody can take that away from you. Once you put it out into the world, it becomes a lot more complicated. And who owns what, when, where, why, and how? And obviously, we're going to do a 10,000-foot view. We're not going to get into right. the nitty-gritty because... We're not uh, lawyers. You know, that's that's a whole <laughs> different thing, and we're not going to even pretend that we have any legal training, which no. we do not have any legal training. But it is a subject which writers, independent writers, should have a little bit of knowledge of. So we're going to spend a few minutes talking about that intellectual property thing next week. Give a, like I said, a 10,000-foot view, a, a summary of it. And it's just so you're so you as an independent writer are cognizant of the issues and the ramifications. And we're also going to probably throw something in about using the intellectual property of other people. Yes, because for for example, and we'll talk about this next week for for decades, something as simple as putting the words to happy birthday in a book was problematic because it was owned. It was now copyrighted. It's in, it, now it's in the public domain, I think. And we'll verify that. I believe so. I think it's in the public domain, but you have to be very careful because, you know, we like to, as writers, we like to put song lyrics or poetry into our works. But hey, we got to tread carefully here, folks. And so we'll do a little bit of reading on that too. Again, 
try to give the 10,000 foot view, not maybe not be perfect, but maybe give you our, our colleagues maybe something, a foundation to work from. And do you, so you do your own research and reach your own comfort level on the subject. And if you are one of our listeners, I know we don't have that many, but if you are one of our listeners and maybe you have some legal background and you know anything about intellectual property law and want to share it, we'd love to hear it because but, we we want to know more about it. And of course, that doesn't take the place of legal advice. No, 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 no. We, we were just talking about this earlier about probably like Stephen King probably has, you know, dozens of lawyers on call because he's probably right. always getting sued because people will always be saying, well, I sent you this manuscript in 1974 and now I see that you used it in 2005. You know, I'm going to sue you because it was really my book and Stephen King probably just rolls his eyes and says, whatever. The yeah. lawyer, sick him. Right. He probably never looked at the manuscript, never had time to look at it. And that's just the thing. There are so many ideas out in the air that plagiarism can be really tricky to prove. Yeah. So we're going to see we're going to see what we can do find out about that. And we'll try to tighten it up and, you know, again, just give a quick summary to give some folks a foundation. Until then, is there anything else that we want to chat about today? No, I think we've chatted everything into the ground with our yeah. several takes well, of this. <laughs> I, we weren't as relaxed as we usually were today, probably because we're more cognizant of the equipment. So we're, we need to we we'll need get, to get back, back into, in. We need it, yeah. to work on our flow because I think we, we do. I think we were a little tighter than we're used to being. Well, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and I think yeah. we threw something into the mix that maybe we weren't quite ready for. Yeah, the, the, and the, I think we will relax into it because, as you mentioned, um, you know, sitting in front of a microphone, just turning on the computer is one thing, but then now we're looking at the sound mixer and we're looking at the looking at each other through the shield. Yeah. <laughs> Headphones off, headphones on, you know, I mean, there's a lot more going into this yeah, now. We need to we need to find our comfort level back with us and get back to relaxing and so on and so forth. And we'll get there. It just takes practice. It takes time. Time for the commercial, I guess. Yep. Time for the commercial. You can hear this podcast and many other podcasts and get, get links to our books, get links to our blog posts out at our website, our WordPress website that we paid a lot of money for. So people go there at <laughs> www.carsonhume.com. Uh, if you're interested in uh, listening or reading on how a book unfolds, I encourage you to go out to patreon.com forward slash JT Hume. I will be putting out there something this week to talk about how I get my ideas. Where do I get my ideas and where do other people get their ideas? So I'm going to talk a little bit about that this week, sometime this week. Haven't picked a day. We'll get there. Otherwise, uh, if you have any feedback, we would love to hear it because feedback makes us better podcasters, makes us better writers, and makes us better people. Tell us what you think. Be brutal. If you tell us you, you guys are all screwed up, at least tell us why we're all screwed up. Right. And we'll process it appropriately. If you're just doing it just to be mean, then you will just say, okay, that tells you more about you than you're telling us about us. So, but if you've got some good stuff, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, and if you say mean things, we may curl up in a ball in the corner and cry. So yeah, don't, <laughs> don't make CC cry. CC crying makes JT mad. No, it it probably wouldn't happen as much as it used to, and that actually could be another topic for the future: is taking uh, criticism. Yeah, when taking you're writing criticism and growing emotionally from criticism. Yes, because sometimes it's tough. It's tough. But, well, we'll talk about that. That'll be time. a future that may, podcast. That may be a future podcast. But until then. I think we've uh, bored these people enough. I think it's time to let them go. Sounds good to me. Okay, so until next time, whether you listen on Patreon or you listen through our website, we hope that you are well, we hope that you are healthy, and we hope that you are taking care of yourselves and each other. Have a great week.
Take care. Love you lots. Bye.